What's going on, Workforce? Brian and Chris here, and today we're bringing you the latest interview information from Yoshi P talking about 6.2, and Chris has not seen this yet. I've been reading over it this morning and kind of geeking out a little bit, and that's what we want to <laughs> just do here in this video, geek out. I'm really interested in his perspective. Now, for those of you who don't know us, and this might be your first video, welcome to the channel. Uh, we talk in depth about Final Fantasy XIV, and we occasionally cover other MMORPGs. So if you feel like this video earns it, like and subscribe. But what's really interesting about this, and this is where I want to, I'm really excited because Chris just entered into playing the Heaven's Word story this week, and we're going to be talking about that here in an upcoming video real soon but what we're going to get into today is a little bit of story now i wouldn't say this is spoiler stuff i wouldn't i wouldn't equate anything we're about to cover in this video as spoilery um but just note that yoshi p is talking about a change and as we go into 7.0 and how this all is structured so that's the warning i, I think if you've had if you're worried about what we're going to talk about today hopefully you've had plenty of time to click off this auto played video and let's go ahead and First and foremost, dive in. But Chris, uh, why don't you why don't you say what's going on with you, right, real quick, and then let's uh, and let's dive into the information. Uh, yeah, this week I'm I'm doing Heaven's Word for my first time. Uh, I did Shadowbringers and then Endwalker, and now I've done all of ARR Coils, Crystal Tower, um, and I am getting into Heaven's Word. So mm -hmm. I did. I'm doing about a little over twenty quests a day. So we'll finish it up in time for the live letter this week. Uh, and Brian will have his New World charity fishing stream. Uh, and so we'll have a big week. Yeah. And yeah, let's get to it. I think it's also the sixth anniversary of Work the Game. So happy. It happy is. Birthday. That was yesterday. Yeah. So that's what I always when I that's when I celebrate my birthday. So um, <laughs> it's kind of my my birthday week and anniversary of the channel and uh, big moments for us. Yeah. All right. So here's kind of the real kicker. The thing that you'll see that like really stands out to me is traditionally before Endwalker. 1.1 to 0.3 really kind of wrapped up the expansion story and then 0.4 and 0.5 really kind of led us into it and we've all been kind of wondering what's that going to look like so that's where this interview is going to take us uh to kick this off again uh thank you and this is posted over on the reddit it'll be in the link will be in the uh, description posted by m killer by uh so thank you so much for that uh that post it says uh, this morning over on various different Japanese gaming sites, uh, more interviews from Yoshi P have come out. Here are the main points, mainly from the Famitsu interview. So this is being sourced from multiple Japanese interviews. Chris, do you want to take the, the first couple points? Um, sure. Uh, first of all, the story of 6.X will end with a certain event. Uh, this will completely change the story and 7.0 will be based on this. That on its own doesn't seem, um, like in the past, point four, and as a story skipper, I've always been told that point four and point five was setting up the next expansion. Yeah. And so to say that point X is going to set up 7.0 since 6.0 is supposed to stand on its own feels like a pretty, like, like if you were, if you were writing these down as predictions, yeah, that feels safe. Like I bet it's going to get bigger and bigger and then we're going to get something really big and then we're going to get an expansion. Yes. <laughs> so that just lines up, we think, with what we expected. Yeah. Well, like what I read into this, so obviously, like, again, you know, if you're doing your predictions and you're talking about your speculation here, is that the story of 6X, right? Meaning 6.1, 6.2, 6.3, 6.4, encapsulating what we're going through right now um, right. As, a, as, a, as a whole kind of sub-chapter or almost kind of an epilogue, you know, kind of post- uh, credit scene, you know, like, okay, here's this like, kind of self almost contained story, but then there's going to be an event. And that essentially 
where they say well, this will completely change the story and 7.0 will be based off of this and i don't know what they mean by completely change the story are we gonna like all of a sudden wake up and it turns out the entire the entire arr to edward it was all a dream you know we're gonna write like, i don't think they're gonna go that far i think that would be i think people would be pissed uh if that ended up being kind of like what <laughs> you got knocked out you you were sleeping on the cart on your way into gridania the whole time uh <laughs> and you envisioned this but um i think for me i you know again we've always kind of talked about like if 7.0 is going to change with a different event like does this also enter into a the ability for it to be a brand new starting point for new players so that new players could literally start in 7.0 having no history up to this point and being able to jump right into the game and the story in the world and thus essentially like where you said like one of the things we'll talk about is that you told me over the phone yesterday like you immediately feel a difference in how heaven's word starts from right where you were playing with an ARR. And so that's just kind of wondering, like that's some kind of strong language. Obviously, um, you know, hindsight will be 2020. We'll look back and be like, oh, that was that was pretty much like to be expected. Or, if it, you know, or if is it going to be one of these holy blank moments, kind of like ARR to heaven's word, you know? I will say last October at the media tour, Yoshi, he was asked about this, mm -hmm. if they were looking at this new onboarding. And he did say that he was aware that one day, they would have to do something like this, if I remember correctly, but that they weren't looking at that yet. Um, and I think that narratively, people get really excited about this possible new beginning being somewhere that new players could begin. But remember that mechanically, uh, a new beginning can't just be, yeah, and everything narratively makes sense. You also have to be ready for how would the classes play in those zones? How do we teach people basic mechanics? There's you have to build new player zones. You have to build a new player experience in addition to this. And if they're not ready to take on those things, telling somebody a story from the beginning, but then launching them into level 70 you know, or into level mm. 100 mechanics um, isn't doing them any favors. Right. So yeah, I, I think there's a lot of other questions that come up at that point. Even if we just say, okay, narrative's buttoned up, which none of us would do. There would be this immense, like, I have so many questions. But like, if we could put all the story questions to the side, there would still be a lot that goes on before we're ready to kind of like relaunch the new player experience. Yeah. Um, on the second note here for the second point, the change is somewhat uh, from the pattern of the 1.3, uh, 1 to, to 3, wrapping up the old storyline, 4 to 5, setting up the new expansion. He says that we can really expect to start seeing signs of the direction 7.0 in 6.5, meaning, uh, and this kind of speaks to me, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this, is that that kind of leans to the fact that we've all been kind of speculating on 7.0, Maricidia, other shards, yada, 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 based off of the void, the, you know, like the 13th shard, like based off of what the story we're going through right now. And like, I don't know. I'm like, I, do you read into this that like there could be a complete tonal shift and kind of like, uh, oh, you thought we were going left, but now like, you know, oh, we're going to actually go in this direction where what we are going to see in 6.2, like it's more self-contained than it is like, you know actually setting up 7.0 maybe um we could definitely invest more time in the realm as it sits mm -hmm. if we wanted to uh i mean ilsevard is largely unexplored um even the northern half of vilebrand is largely unexplored so like there's there's plenty of places we could still go within our own map I just think that players feel like it's more rewarding to go somewhere they've never been. And so I think taking us to Maricidia, if you do want that new player experience, taking us to Maricidia, um, 
it's the, it's the first time that it would make sense to go back to having job quests, mm -hmm. um, job qu where people could teach you because you go down, the Arcanist Isles are down there. And so you get down there and that's where you would have possible trainers for Disciples of Magic um, that could teach us something that we don't know because there's, there's knowledge down there. Um, so I think a lot of us want to go. And so because that's the desire, if we don't do that, that would be pretty disappointing. Um, as far as saying 0.5 is going to show us the sign of the direction in 7.0, uh, remember that like 5.5 in hindsight showed us the direction of 6.0 and there was still a lot of stuff you wouldn't have predicted. <laughs> like if you put the whole thing together, you're like, yeah, I can totally, I can see how somebody in 5.5 should know everything in 6.0, but we didn't. Like there was, there was still a lot of surprises to be had, uh, if nothing else with the pacing. All right, I'll let you handle the next one. All right. So the word memory in the patch title is linked both to the main story and the pandemonium raids. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. For example, the memory and feelings of the inhabitants of the 13 who have now become monsters and whether the warrior of light and party will reawaken those memories by stepping into their world. With pandemonium, he mentions memories you want to seal and forget. Um, that red mask on there, wondering if we're meeting um people have questioned if we're meeting a certain asian yeah and, La yeah and then there also is a question of like well la brea is not a person la brea is a job title right so like you could meet la brea and it's still not the same la brea yeah la brea <laughs> um so i don't know and then i have questions about that i have questions about like how much nepotism there is and things like that mm -hmm. um is one la brea the son of another Labrea, or are they always kind of? Is it a meritocracy where they're choosing the next best Labrea? Like, I just have questions about right, Asians, well, and like, we can look at the handful of times we've seen a turnover, but those are anecdotal. Right. So I'd love to see like more turnover so we can get a feel for what is typical. Right, but then you also look at you know Vana and uh, and then Azem. You know, it's like they're not related that we know of. You know, it's Correct. like you know, so it's like there's there there could obviously be that uh, into certain titles and degrees because again these you know like living beings and with their own kind of motivations and and obviously as we've learned more about about the Asians and, and kind of that that moment like how interesting that is i think it'll be interesting to see though is that in terms of uh nepotism and and, and just some of the tragedy like when you look at uh you know Emmett itself it's like over tens and tens of like thousands and thousands of years and lifetimes and and loss and, and frustration and suffering and you know like how that just builds up and builds up to the point where it's like okay yeah like if i was alive for ten thousand years maybe i'm not you know the best version of myself especially like having to suffer and witness this and to know that it didn't have to be this way you know so when you start to kind of think about how the like that impact of it so in terms of that like with if it is the la habrea la habrea <laughs> la habrea la habrea <laughs> sorry oh man um if it is that in that in that sense that it's like also you know perhaps that he was also like twisted and and and, and just and like despaired and and all these things that that kind of came into uh into play over the course of the like the twelve thousand years since the sundering etc but that's just you know we'll find out i guess here soon enough as we start to dive in and uh, have that relationship um with him so the weakest of the Final Fantasy four fiends will appear first. I think this is water. That's what I would like, because that's the one you fight okay. first in Final Fantasy four. And I would assume 
that would mean they're the weakest, but uh, this could be more into the story itself. But um, yeah, what, do you have any uh, any any thoughts on that one? Okay, yeah, yeah. that's my guess. That it's going to be water. That that's that's just where when I read that, I was like, yeah, that's who we fight first. Uh, but who knows? Like I could be wrong. I could be mis- remembering um, Final Fantasy IV in this regards. Regarding the new trial, he confirms that this is part of the MSQ this time. So the the trial, which is great. I'm excited. I'm wondering if that is going to connect into the fiends, being that they put these things two together. Uh, helped by the fact that Savage is actually releasing one week later this time. He says that he will uh, not be revealed until the day of the patch. Who will be the against the tra- in the trial? Whether it will be part of a series, he says the trial is a bit more difficult than usual, even on normal. And I, I love that they're going to connect this into the into the story. It's one of the things that I actually enjoyed about ARR is that the story did emphasize that that trial fight uh, and that ended up being something really important. And we kind of saw that regulated more to the side story stuff uh, from that point on, which from a speed perspective, I see how I get that. Like, I, I see how they were like, OK, yeah, we want people to make sure they can jump into this content, this content. And then ultimately, I was like, man, it kind of kind of I kind of missed the fact that like Leviathan was a big deal. You know, like he was a big deal. He was a real threat. And the MSQ was taking you to there. Obviously, retrospectively, ARR and you just went through all of that extra stuff. Like it does add a lot of extra length to something where you're like, I really am just working my way through it. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that like I'm I'm just starting Heavensward. I'm 22 quests in and like the pacing's already way better. So like. I didn't expect the pacing to change that much from ARR to Heavensward. Um, and so today we're going to talk after I get through my first dungeon and trial in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they feel this is the best pace, as for like Savage coming out later, I know that like people like Xenosis have said, hey, I, I don't like that I don't get to do the extreme until after we've entered Savage. Because if you want to clear Savage blind before the strategies are out, you're rushing straight into Savage as fast as possible. So you don't touch the extreme. So yeah. you don't really get a chance to do that. And people say, well, then don't do that. And it's like, okay, but like, they're just saying like, that's their preferred method is to do Savage. And so like, just by delaying it by a week, that gives them a chance to really stop and enjoy this yeah. and not feel like they're holding back their raid team and they're, and they're behind the ball and strategies are going to come out and you know, so like, I think that's, I think it's going to be a huge difference as for making it more challenging. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a duty support option because that's how you can justify the mechanics being harder, uh, is by making the duty support and knowing that in 7.0, they possibly want to go back and make MSQ trials included in duty support. They want to consider that, um, tells me that that technology would be something they are actively developing to be more than a one-off, but something that they can repeat over and over for all eight man content. They talked about even Crystal Tower being duty support, maybe, even though originally when he was asked about it, he was like, what, you want 23 computers? That's crazy. And now he's like, yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, so I, I think that's really great. I'd love to see the challenge. And then for anybody that's worried about the challenge for like longtime new players, um, that doesn't become a problem later on because they're going right. to be in that augmented 6.5 set. Um, and they're going to be with a bunch of us sink down and it's just going to fall over like everything else. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, have you done any of the extremes this expansion? So I did yeah. EX1 and EX2. I, I did not do the X3. I really have not touched any of the level 90 like content outside of a, like a handful of dungeons because I've been just focusing it on uh, leveling. And so there's not a lot right. of like outside of like, I'll go test the, the raid and the dungeons for my controller guides. 
but outside of that like once i'm omni 90 then i think that's where i'm looking at when i start talking about like the criterion dungeons that's something to be like that i'm really looking forward to jumping into uh, namely because we always kind of felt like it was difficult to get like seven other people like having an eight eight man team but then it's like oh four man savage like let's let's have some fun let's swap some people in let's see let's see what we can do here and so i, I that's not going to end up that's going to be end up timing how because i just finished monk and i'm working on dancer so like i got dancer machinist and then and bard left and so by the time all those are knocked out and leveled like then we're then i'm really looking forward to the rest of kind of the end game content within final fantasy so maybe that will you know actually have me do some extreme stuff um but i i, I never seem to get into that just namely based off of my my time and schedule because it's not fair to others to say hey i can play one night a week and it's like that's not fair for a static ex1 and 2 you could probably still get into we killed ex1 first pull we killed the ex2 second pull yeah oh well, now so three pulls both went down. Are there yeah Nice, 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 nice. All right, let's continue on. The second part of Pandemonium will dive further into the ancient's way of thinking. One question is to watch out for is what are we trying to seal in the depths of Pandemonium? Um, I don't know. I, I like. I really like the story of which that uh, it's already been set up as, and so I'm really, I really enjoyed the fights of uh, you know the first uh, set of raids. So I'm excited to see where this goes uh, goes from here. This will give us our kind of our second you know second tier. Um, and it's obviously going to be a little bit harder. Uh, and, and actually, where he goes right into it, the second Seer Savage, it's going to be harder than the first. The dad designers are aware that people are familiar now with their level 92 rotations and made adjustments based off this. At the time of the interview, Yoshi uh, has playtested normal difficulty, but like the new trial, he believes that it's going to be relatively challenging. Um, this does feel like they've been on that pathway since Heavensward. Heavensward, it felt like it was started off real hard, and then they had to kind of step it down. So by the time you you got into the end, you know, the end of it, it's like, oh, that's not as hard as it was when it started. Namely, because you had at the first here, you had the learning curve of right. your low, of being a cap, right. and so this just seems like they kind of took that information they're like okay we'll start off the first tier a little bit easier and then going it's meant to be an entry point for yeah. anybody who maybe came in during shadowbringers and and has been on the fence of hopping into savage that first tier is meant to have a really high clear rate um across the population yeah um, invite you into that content i mean extreme is meant to be the half step but like that's that's like one rest stop after 500 miles for a thousand mile journey sometimes other people are like okay but like i could still use a few more a few more steps along the way and since there's only four fights it's really hard to stagger the difficulty within the savage tier itself as opposed to if we were a game um that got like 10 fights a tier it would be easier to have that be more stepped out so instead it seems like kind of like the whole first set is meant to function as an entry point not that P3 didn't just beat people over the face. Um, and then the whole second set can step it up a little. Okay. We'll see. I will go. I don't think that P5 will be harder than P4. I think just it's, they're just going to step up relative to where they were. I think P5 will be harder than P1. Um, P3 was a mess. <laughs> and I'm not colorblind. Uh, okay. So... Based on the feedback from the first year and some of the fights, such as P3, yeah, uh, they paid more attention to the visuals and visibility. He also implies that the new tier will be flashier, since some of the last one felt a bit plain compared to Eden. I guess I didn't really worry about the visuals, because the story this time kind of implied that you were somewhere that wouldn't be so flashy. as like up in the heavens fighting goddess, whatever. 
-hmm. like the last one was literally a dream like it was our like we made that mess Mm -hmm. and so this one's meant to be like this actual dank prison and so like the idea that like a dank prison is not as flashy as my dreams made sense um (laughs) but, but maybe they want it to be that flashy thing so that when a friend sees your monitor and is like oh what is that um because I will say it's not that, especially like, especially that second fight. That second fight really doesn't have that like Final Fantasy visual feel. Right. So for Sephiroth, Unreal. Okay, we're, we're dropping Ultima. Mm-hmm. Um, we got that down with it a couple pulls as well. Uh, the middle phase will be a weak point for many, many groups. If you don't pay attention to the order of buffs, heals, and then damage the enemy... The tank can melt at an incredible rate. Unreals are so much fun. Yeah. Um, I haven't really had the chance to mess with them because I'm usually paying attention to leveling. And the other day on stream, people were like, well, let's just do it now. Let's just go do it. And it was an absolute blast. Um, chaos. And people were like, oh, I'm going to join, but I haven't cleared it. I was like, all the better. Yeah. Like it was, it felt like treasure maps. Like you're going to mm-hmm. have to pay attention, but it was just content for the sake of content. And so it felt like you could really just be like, Oh, they got yeeted and you could just laugh like it, it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter as opposed to like if you're with a static group who's trying to progress the savage tier or i imagine people trying to progress dsu somebody laughing about wiping the group on phase three of dsu that's not going to be funny after the hundredth wipe like there's going to come a point where you're like okay guys we've been on this fight for 50 million hours i was kind of thinking we would be working towards a clear that's cool with everybody else um, but with Unreal, like I, ne- I never felt that. With Unreal, every single time somebody got yeeted, I just laughed and was having a good time. And um, so I'm looking forward to Sephiroth. What's really yeah. cool about this is like also like looking at people who've put out uh, like Happy is a good example, uh, the Sephiroth Extreme Guide. Like this is where like that actually then has a bigger value, right? Like where Maybe. you're going to hit those mechanics. Like the mechanics are are going to hit hard so that you can actually do it. Like, yeah, you can go run the extreme version unsynced and have no problems and be able to skip mechanics after mechanics. But then essentially when the unreals come back up, it's, you know, I think algorithmically it's always interesting because I'll see those videos pop up and recommended because people are searching for them and, and YouTube's like, yo, here you go. It's now an old fight. We'll see if they have to change it because sometimes classes have changed enough. They have to go back and change the way some of these fights work okay. for Unreal. Yeah. I wonder how much. Like it's, you know. Leviathan I, was one that they noted that they had to change pretty substantially. Okay. Uh, regarding the plan changes to Dragoon and Astrologian, the changes shouldn't be simply compared to Summoner. Instead, he mentions Ninja. The changes that job got during the 5X series were considered a major overhaul by the devs. And though the play and feel was still similar, now regarding Dragoon, the discussions have been about reducing the number of actions that need to be used by merging actions. Although he says that he would like to avoid changing what Dragoon has to do as much as possible. For Astrologian, the changes are related to the cards. It is difficult to decide on them, adjustments uh, to the cards, since there are voices for and against the RNG element to them. And obviously, we they were looking at doing something for 6.2, but now they have stated that they're going to just wait for 7.0. Um, this doesn't sound like a major revision to what, like, the, yeah. the jobs, like how they have, like he says, like with Summoner, which was a massive, massive change. But what do you think here? I mean, so on all of this, like, like the Leviathan changes and like, like we don't do a lot of extreme and savage. And so like the even numbered patches are not something that we're really the experts on um and astro like i i once a job hit 90 i messed with it very little and then moved on to the next job mm-hmm. um 
But my general take from Astro is that it feels like at a glance, as a casual kind of entry point who has theirs capped, but doesn't, it's not my main by any stretch. It feels like the RNG has shifted more to it affects me, but I mm -hmm. can still put Astrodyne or whatever on everybody. As long as I'm doing roughly what I'm supposed to be, everybody else is going to feel that I'm the same. And the RNG has been taken internal. Um, and maybe that's not good enough. Before it was more like the RNG also affected the way you interact with other players. Mm -hmm. um, but if you like a little bit of RNG, it's nice to have one of those classes. And Yoshi P has said, if you master a class or if a class is not feeling exactly like the right personality, that's why the job system is set what it is, where the gear is shared and where you can change jobs very quickly. They don't intend for you to pick a class before you ever download this game and then be locked into that class for all of time. And some people right. are like, well, I started this game as a black mage and I just hate where black mage is. Like, I understand that feeling that something's been taken away. I do. That's a very natural feeling. I've, I've felt it before. But what Yoshi P is saying, just take a breath and try something different. Um, and so if Astro is meant to be that kind of RNG side of things, it mm -hmm. doesn't bother me personally as a non-Astro main. But I also like that like Dancer has procs and I'm not a Dancer main. So maybe Dancers are like, you don't want to be like us. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and so that's that's my feelings from a distance. Um, you know, I liked the summoner changes, but I wasn't a summoner main before or yeah. after. So I, I still do, but I know out by those. Yeah. I know some people are complaining that it's too easy. And it's like, I, I really enjoyed the changes uh, when I sat down with it. Like Astro is like really, really good uh, for what it brings. It brings so much to the to the field. Uh, but at the same time, like as a controller player, I'm just like, there's just a few things, just a few. Like, it's not even that major in my mind of adjustments. There's just a few things I'm like that should really just be one button you should be able i should be able to call and i just macro it because that's the solution but then i'm like it shouldn't need that as a solution it should be able to i should be able to say give me my arcana and then all of a sudden boom now i'm lord of, lord of ladies like it's just gonna handle it and so like there's just a handful of things that i think would end up making the astrologian for me way more enjoyable because i do like that but you know i guess you know i would i would i would defer to those who are remaining Astro, like I think I really kind of lean more into Scholar. I really enjoy uh, Scholar as a healer. I really enjoy, uh, you know, like th that aspect. Like for me, I just I like pets, and so like Scholar, Summoner, Black Mage, uh, you know, Dark Knight are res really resonating with me this expansion. So it's pretty pretty cool in that regards. Now beyond that though, the changes to direct hit and critical hits will be explained at length in the 6.2 live letter. That's this Friday. What do you think? Are you, does that make you nervous or excited? So, no. So there's been an issue, um, especially for like warrior where like anytime you talk about um, an auto hit, any mm -hmm. game that moves into a hundred percent crit chance, um, this happens in Guild Wars, any game where you let people manipulate stats. Mm -hmm. Once you, once everything's a crit, nothing feels like a crit. Right. And so it doesn't feel good anymore. And so then you either have to create double crits, in which case you've just kicked the line down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, or you have to take that away and and so like wow used to have kind of like a, a negative crit they used to have what's called hit rate hit rating mm -hmm. and if you didn't have enough hit rating you literally missed the boss which caused the boss to get like a bonus attack against the tank and so like it was not only a miss for you but it was harder on your healers and your tank so it was this whole if i remember correctly so it was this whole thing of like everybody in a raid needs to be above hit rating so then it just kind of set this minimum stat that you had to go find and allocate and move around to get above this rating mm -hmm. and then crit is the very same thing like if you get to a point where there's like a broken point um it's not like a soft cap like a haste cap where it's like oh if you're above it you get this perk and if you're below it everything still works um 
it gets really broken really fast. And so if they're going to change the way direct hit and crit works, my hope is that that moves towards something where we get a little more choice on our flavor, like skill speed feels that way. Yeah. Um, to advanced players, what it really means is you get to adjust for your ping. But for the rest of us, it like I like that I have really good ping and I can go put almost the same skill speed that like an East Coaster would put on their gear. And it just helps put a little buffer, especially back when we had timers and not the little cards, like when we had the window of interrelease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really made it feel like, hey, if I'm busy moving or paying attention to mechanics, I'm not going to screw myself out of a felt cleave. I can give myself that extra half a second. Um, and you think that stuff doesn't matter, but but it does. It mm -hmm. does. And you you feel it. So I I really I would love for that to be something that things made a little more sense. I would love to have a reason to use yellow materia um like I, yeah like, like that's something that I, I i would because like the choice is like what's going to give the best damage and it's like are you which one which one do you need like it's it feels very limited and i think you even propose like maybe having it where it slots into your job stone as opposed to like on your weapons and then you know changing that up so that you're like oh i'm going to do x y or z um but yeah who knows what we'll see that but the fact that we're going to go into detail means in my mind you know i think that's going to be the curve of acceptance whatever they are going to change initially i think people are going to be really concerned by and then ultimately when you kind of get in and start playing around with it you might you it will it hopefully will feel better and so then all of a sudden yes you go the sky will fall this friday yeah. no matter what they say so you could go right. ask everybody what they want to hear and you could put everybody in like the, the six camps for the six ideas and no matter which one is picked, at least the other five camps will believe the world is falling. It's possible that sixth will realize, oh my gosh, the world is falling. <laughs> and then we will get into it and it'll be fine. And that is not based on any one person. That is based on all MMO communities. Guild Wars just went through a bunch of job changes and they decided that whole jobs were dead. Um, WoW's got their talent trees and they know for a fact that everything's dead. Uh, and so like, like that's just a natural MMO tendency when you get the changes and not the context, not the content, um, you can see all the things that you like about your job that go away, but you don't see what you gain. Mm. So it's all cons and no pros. So talking about this stuff at a part two, um, since they don't really do job changes at part two on whole anymore, um, uh, probably means that it's a pretty substantial change or they, or they wouldn't do it at all. Yeah. Um, Especially explained it, it, it runs a risk. Especially explained at length. That means, you know, he wants to get into the reason in the history, et cetera, et cetera. So we're going to stress out. I mean, I'll, I'll probably be guilty of it as somebody who's my job is massively affected by direct hit and crit. I'm going to have concerns. And the yeah. only way to fix those is to begin the content. And the 23rd will not, which is our estimated uh, patch date, will not get here any faster based on the amount of stress that I have post 12. Yeah, it'll, it'll just wait. Now, regarding the new variant dungeons, most dungeons of 14 are designed to be linear, which makes sense. Uh, since it's a multiplayer game, veteran players will eventually decide the most optimal route through a non-linear dungeon, which could also cause friction for new players. There will always be changing things on the routes through variant dungeons, such as pressing a switch to change the next boss's mechanics. But it might not always be a good idea to press the switch. By playing multiple times, you collect information on the lore of the dungeon. This can include hints to the hidden routes. There are two bosses per route. What are your thoughts? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to add more of these. I think they're going to add one in 6.4 and one in 6.5. Right, because 6.3, we're, we're, yeah, we're getting deep dungeon. Yeah, 6.3, we're getting deep dungeon. So right. variant dungeon, 6.2, 6.4, 6.5. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And awesome. 
also just a, a extra deep dungeon like it's like it feels like we're getting a lot of really exciting content this expansion um so i'm really looking into that um why don't you take the next couple of points so there will be unique variant actions yes. uh, in dungeons, such as recovering HP or increasing defenses. This can help make up for a missing role since the normal difficulty version can have any party composition. They talked about taking, you're not gonna be bringing necessarily a res mage because everybody's gonna have that kind of res option. So mm -hmm. picking up off that lost action system is something that we really hoped would kind of carry forward in isolated game modes. I mm -hmm. understand why they don't wanna put it out on your character pane where it then has to be balanced for every game mode simultaneously. But when you have a mode like this that's literally operating in its own universe, um, there's a chance to do whatever you want. The combat yeah. system doesn't have to be, you know, one for one. Yeah, exactly. And then that's what I'm also hoping we see in Deep Dungeon as well. Like, just yeah, let the system be over here. And then I even just the fact that we get two abilities, the choose those abilities, like it really makes me feel way more connected to my character, whether I choose to be optimal or not. Like, this is what I want to take. And this is what I'm going to take. Which in Bosch's Adnor, you could largely take whatever you wanted in the normal modes, but mm -hmm. in Deliverum Savage, um, especially for people of assigned roles, mm -hmm. uh, it became a lot more about like thinking of everybody as like, we're one big blue mage. Yeah. And so we have this set number of abilities. And if you're just blue maging by yourself, bring whatever you want. But the moment you start taking on those really hard uh, masked carnival fights, or the moment you try to do something like fight Savage as a blue mage, um, all of a sudden, or you do these like sync arm bail runs and you're trying to get it down sub five minutes, all of a sudden those abilities start to say, yeah, you got some choices over here, but over here, these two or three needed. Oh, wait, it's these six that are needed. Oh, mm -hmm. wait, it's these eight that are needed. And so I really liked that kind of staggering of like, be whatever you want, but as you get into harder and harder content, you may find that more optimal combos ring out, um, which is really what we're gonna be getting in the Criterion Dungeons possibly. Mm -hmm. So for the higher Criterion Dungeons, be a party finder, you can enter with any composition, but the duty finder is going to match you with one tank, one healer, one melee, one ranged. The difficulty level is too high for the savage, so there will not be matching for that. Yeah, and that's where like you got that's the trade-off. Like you can't when you're if you're gonna have matchmaking, you can't make the content that difficult. And so when you have high-end difficult content, that's where matchmaking just doesn't make the most sense because you want to go in with that pre that preparation it looks like though for the non-savage version matching is going to just say tank healer melee fizz you know like that's that's how we're going to roll with it but you still i like that you can still go in with any party comp that you want you're not limited to one tank healer you know etc if you were preforming that group so it feels like normal extreme savage yeah and it feels like when you get into the savage version you need to be organizing a group and the normal version, we are, we are keeping res, and then the extreme version, that first criterion dungeon, that's where we drop res. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm getting some of the rules mixed up because it's a new system and I'm trying to store the rules to three separate board games that I've never played. Uh, <laughs> but like, I'm looking forward to getting any systems because I think the tiers will really make sense once we're in it and you'll feel the difference. And they're all taking place in the Sildene subterrain. So they're mm -hmm. all the same place. So when we get a new map in 6.4, that map ideally would also support all three difficulties and i hope they're not um tiered i hope it's not a vertical progression of some kind yeah i hope it's lateral i hope it's like when halo adds a map mm -hmm. um which is like once every two years these days uh and so like i'd love to i'd love to see them kind of feel like that's just something that just expands it's what i was hoping the unreal system was that they were like okay we've learned to sync it up we're going to continually sync it up so 
you know, in 6.1, we would have every Unreal so far, but that's not what they've done. And as a result, like it would have been really cool to have like an Unreal roulette where you have this trial roulette that's just way bigger than the Endwalker trial roulette where it has eventually 20 bosses in it, but they, they haven't done that. So I'll be interested to see how they manage the variant and criterion system. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see. But in terms of casual content, Island Sanctuary does not have a storyline attached to it other than a simple quest that leads you to the island itself. And weather will change on the island, but it will not snow since the uh, location of the area is not in a world where it would snow. But th therefore, mostly on the Island Sanctuary, uh, it will not connect to the rest of the game's systems, being able to get to the tokens to exchange for items outside the island. But when you explore the limit, you will find some elements that connect to the outside world. And the other thing I think it's in terms of it, the Island Sanctuary, um, I think uh, they said that no housing items that would snow. Yeah. So our world in Eorzea doesn't really follow rules like that. Yeah. Um, if anything, the lore justification for why Quarthos can now be cold has to do with ether distribution. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how they're justifying that just canonically yeah. just like like oh there's just there's a fire aspected ether current running underneath your island so it can't snow there um because like location in the world doesn't seem to matter yeah i mean because square thoughts didn't give a crap right it, it used like, to yeah, be under now. snow but now i'm cold like, now yeah i'm cold now oh, okay. i've always wondered to see if they would ever like that ever would get corrected or fixed but who knows <laughs> oh they're cold now uh okay interesting interesting sorry this is why this is why you don't introduce me to lore guys I, I get way too deep way too fast and i care about stuff that should not be cared about it's all y'all's fault <laughs> you you've awakened the beast he implies some elements um of the island's development will be on a weekly timer such as cultivating crops um I would love to see us move away from timers that are set to a reset day mm -hmm. and move to timers that are a little more like of a forgiving thing. Like if you harvest, um, like I would love to move, see the dailies move to like the wow cash system where you have three days to complete dailies. And so you could log in every third day and do three sets of dailies, or you can log in every day and do one set of dailies so that it offers that flex as we all play different. Uh, but if you're going to have to set a timer for, what is meant to be casual non-progression content the weekly timer is the best one like setting it at anything shorter like the 24 or the 18 hour mm -hmm. um starts to make it really feel like a retention mechanic yeah now also on the regarding the housing though they said that this by this has been confirmed housing items will not be used or cannot be used on the island the island is intention is not intentioned as a replacement for housing Instead, it is about developing an uninhabited land. And we've been saying that for it feels like over a year. I just, I've, I've stated this multiple we've cautioning. times. We've been cautioning and cautioning and cautioning. I, I've stated this multiple times. I'm like, I literally saw an article talking about Animal Crossing is coming to Final Fantasy sooner than expected. And I'm just like, they're like, there is no I, the I'm quote just, from Yoshi P is it's not Animal Crossing. And people yeah. are like, I heard Animal Crossing. Oh my God. Warm yeah. up the presses. We gotta ship this. We gotta thing. we gotta get those clicks. So I think essentially what we'll see is probably like a lot of frustration. I think people There's will been hopefully some 14 will creators it. that have gotten that wrong. So oh, like yeah. it's not it's not like oh well mainstream media covers too many games, so they always get it wrong with our game. No, 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 no. Like there is 
there is like people who just play 14 that misunderstand that and so i don't know if it's just they misread the translation or, or what but um this is not going to be animal crossing and it's not meant to be housing it's why he's been so cautious to tell us anything about it because mm -hmm. he showed us a watercolor and put the words island and sanctuary together and we ran lost with it. our minds we ran with it <laughs> All right, but we do know that mounts will be as a part of rewards for making progress with developing the island. The interview asked if the mounts can also be uh, free roaming on the island. Yes, she says they're starting with minions, um, but maybe he will not. He he's not going to rule out the possibility that mounts could be roaming in the future. I like that. I I, I I think I'm when I looked at the all the things I think uh, site that you showed me. I think I have. Uh, forty three percent of the minions collected. So whatever that number ends up equaling out to i could be i could be misremembering it but it's cool to have some fun goals because there's definitely things that i'm like oh yeah i could just go get that if i wanted it but now like kind of seeing bars i love filling up bars right like this i'm gonna i'm a i'm a grinder i'm an mmo player and the more bars you can give me it's fun to see that sites are starting to kind of take over what i would love to see built into 14 personally i'm at 62 percent of all minions and that i think includes like Oh no, it excludes premium and time time limited. So yeah, not that far ahead of you. And what it was, I, I went and grinded like 50 minions with data center visit the other day. Nice. Um, so you, you know, I went to data center visit. I set my cap at roughly 15,000 gil and I filtered for minions I don't have. And I visited every single server across North America. And I acquired like 40 minions. <laughs> nice. Some of them were like six or 7,000 gil. Yeah, it was, it was, I was like, oh, oh. I, I wasn't even about which minion it was. I was like, I just want more. Just what I do want I not have? Yeah, because they're gonna roam this island, and I want so many. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. So you can queue up for Duty Finder while on the island. Uh, this means that this means to me that it is different than an instance server. Yeah. Which starts to tell us kind of the rules of it, which also means you're probably not going to get timed out on your island. So the reason you get timed out on Bosch's Adnor or Eureka is because you're over on the instance server and the instance server has rules. Mm -hmm. uh, there has to be a timer. So unless they've changed the way that works, it sounds like we could start seeing like all of our social features work and all of our... Mm, that'd be nice. Maybe I can activate uh, free company buffs while on my island. Mm -hmm. um, There's just a lot of little quality of life things that happen if that's really the case. Uh, so it's not just that. It means like a bunch of other stuff too in my mind. And then uh, on the Relic Weapon, for the past two expansions, they've been tied to larger scale content to Bajor and Eureka. This is both good and bad sides. They've also, I'd like to stop before I read the rest of this and note that they have had requirements like clearing previous alliance raids. So the idea that a Relic is tied behind side content is not weird. This time, since the team are working on a lot of other content for the expansion, it was decided to return to the ARR and Heavensward model of Relic Weapons. In discussions with both the Scenario and Battle team, it was decided that it would be a lot of fun to make Manderfill weapons related to Hildy. Look forward to what happens when Godbert and Geralt stand side by side. There will be a simple progression to the 6.25 quests, and he hopes people can play it casually, like with animal weapons. I don't think there's... To start, that's not a casual... That, was, that wasn't casual. That was nuts, though. Like, if you were there, like, when you were doing... When we were doing that in real time it was wild because you had all these zones populated and filled and it was i think right around the time the playstation like uh maybe it was ps4 joined so there was just like the zones were like massively populated people were going from place to place to farm them and, if and it's I, was, hard, I was the only one on the ps3 in our group so i yeah. i found it actively not fun because yeah. by the time i would get into the zone you guys yeah. be like oh we're on to the next fate and i'm like ah 
And so I just, I just gave up. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's, that's not fun. Right. Um, now I have everything on it. Now we're all solid state. So mm -hmm. let's go. Let's go. Uh, interesting. I, I don't define those as casual. Like, like casual in that, like, I'm going to casually write my own memoirs. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like, like it's, there's pages and the pages go in books. So the books go in volumes and the volumes go in bookshelves and the bookshelves go in libraries and the libraries go in cathedrals. Like, like it just felt like a system that just kept growing. Like, like if you ever chewed something you don't enjoy and it feels like, like you, you taste a food, you don't like it. You don't want to spit it out. And it just feels like it gets bigger and bigger in your mouth. <laughs> like the air are in heaven's word systems. If you don't enjoy them are like that. Um, I personally enjoyed the heaven's word relic and I've completed mine. So it didn't feel like that. I did it late. I did it unsaint. Um, I think a lot of people are going to want that Bastia Eureka zone. I think a lot of people are going to be put out by this. Well, it doesn't mean that we won't get a Bastia Eureka zone, but maybe we don't. Maybe we don't have that kind of content, this this expansion, you know, because we're also getting the variant and the, the Savage. So it could be a trade-off or we could just kind of get that kind of content later. But having it not tied to the to the Relic might end up making it a piece of content that people don't feel like it's forced upon them right like imagine it's like hey especially because it kind of has different rules while those rules end up being yeah for me very interesting i really enjoyed that's actually with baja like that's the first relic i've ever done because i enjoyed it so much um but that's because of, i guess you know my type and i don't think i don't want that forced on people i also like that they made so many different options in which that you could go about it like oh you could go let's imagine if they said you could go do fates uh, or like you're going to get one guarantee item that you need by your, you know, your weekly, like a weekly reward or a weekly done, you know, or daily dungeon. So that like, if you don't have time to really go kind of go grind fates, uh, you could also have this as a, as another alternative to kind of put people into, in, into pieces of content. Who knows? Like maybe it would be instead of the, the, the leveling, it could be an Alliance red lad or something like that, where it's like, Hey, we're going to put you into this. And if you're running, uh, if you're running, you know, I don't know the uh the the yohora you know raid like the horror will, will grant you one one a week or something like that um towards this relic progress meaning like you know they have a lot of options because they have a lot of content and it doesn't have to make it so simple but options. i think when they pulled deep dungeon the idea was well you have two deep dungeons in game we're not deleting those we're just not giving you a new one and then overwhelming player feedback said okay okay we'll give you another new one <laughs> yeah so i will say that if this is not missed then give them positive feedback around this system and they will iterate on this and we'll do mm. these for a couple expansions. Yeah. If however you feel once we're in this, don't don't do it like once we're in like six three five. I don't I don't ever think that the first step is meaningful. The first step's the invitation. Yeah. Um, but once we're once we're sitting in six three five, six four five, if you're like, Yeah, I tried it. I, I have one caught up and I started a couple others. It's not for me. That's when they're gonna be listening for feedback um looking around that, that at that point we should be looking at like fan fests and stuff like that mm -hmm. that's a great time to say hey what would it take to get another boss Eureka? uh and you know see if they can get that on the books for the 7.x series yeah, um exactly it's a big departure i i think the fact that it also sounds like a lot of fun to make vanderville weapons it does sound like those goofy weapons are starting to slide a little more out of the, like wouldn't that be fun if to like those are a very real possibility mm -hmm absolutely and then regarding crystal conflict the devs plan to improve the season ranking rewards since there was feedback that these have been underwhelming uh, there are also plans for an official tournament the devs are currently fairly pleased with the job balance based off of season two data i love grizzle conflict i'm looking forward to getting into it more once i finish my omni 90 
and then um i believe we're also supposed to get rival wings but it's not a part of the special site at least the last time i checked so it was originally intended that they would bring it back doesn't mean they don't bring it back with a half batch right in it could which be... case maybe they didn't post it mm -hmm. um or it comes back with like 6.28 or something yeah um I hope that once they feel everything's balanced, they don't see that as a thing to stop. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not like a main PVP player, but what I will say is PVP always feels like more of a living, living, breathing thing to me. Mm -hmm. And so when the meta settles in and becomes stagnant, um, as somebody that does play PVP in other games and things like that, like I don't want to live in a world where Warhammer 40K is perfectly balanced and then we just, it's just the same game forever. Mm -hmm. There is something fun about the fact that it is this ongoing breathing thing. Uh, so I hope they continue to say, okay, like, I like this point we got to. I'd like to get to other points like this one. Mm -hmm. So how do we continue to shift the balance, but it never feel like it's broken again? Yeah. Um, as opposed to we got it balanced once, set it and forget it. We'll see you in 7.0. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then at the end of the interview, you mentioned new UI features coming in 6.2. Uh, man, I don't know what that is, but how wild would it be if we start to see like chat bubbles and things like that? Because I know he talked about looking at, uh, and if they have that kind of turnaround, I will be I will be over the moon like in saying like if they're talking about new UI features uh, if that's something like hey we saw you know these add-ons and because I was like man if they're just starting add-on you know uh, you know implementation like what this add-on does in the game holy smokes because like honestly the change with the controller to auto target you know and have it select off a different like closeness or, or line of sight etc like I love that it's so nice as a controller player and there's a few things that I still want um, as a controller player, but like also after seeing many people's UIs, uh, when like add-on gate decided to blow up in everybody's face, I was like, gum, those look great. Like, I was like, I'm not using them, but I was like, yeah, like, let's get those, <laughs> let's get those in Final Fantasy 14. I'd love me some chat bubbles. I'd love some, uh, some of what I've seen people doing and using. So I don't know if that's going to be the case, but is there anything you're, does anything you're hoping for and when, when, with this line item? Um, no, I never know what it is um we always talk about the different things like i, I would love to see market board updates and things mm -hmm. like that um there are things we're always asking for but at the end of the day like some of these things when they do them you're like oh cool i'm sure that affects somebody uh <laughs> and other times they announce it you're like oh my god you just changed my whole life yeah like i need to i need to change the way i i think about the entire world uh and so like there are times that it's just this really amazing thing but uh, the UI team's always working, so I don't I don't really stress about it too much because I assume whatever didn't make it into this patch is coming eventually. You just gotta just gotta wait. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, guys. On that note, that's uh, that's all the information we got from uh, the Reddit post. It looks like they're also looking. There still might be more information out there regarding these interviews. Uh, so just if there is more that we need to talk about, be sure uh, to check out the channel, subscribe more. Uh, check out Gaming Kinda and Gender Prime. Uh, also, we'll be uh, doing the live stream of the live letter this uh, this Friday, 6 a.m. Central Time. And uh, hopefully you guys join us for that. It should be good times. Otherwise, we'll get it summarized for you as we normally do. And uh, Chris, you got any final thoughts? And would you take us out? No, I'm going to go get into Heaven's Word. So every day I start by getting a brand new triple triad card, working one step closer to the mount. And uh, and then I get through a leveling roulette on my story alt um, because it needs to be leveling so I can do those story, story uh, class quests. And, uh, and I'm going to get into Heaven's Word. All right, guys. Uh, go to hang out over on Twitch if you're interested and you want to have any discussion about what we've seen and uh, enjoyed 
Chris as he ventures through Heavensward. We're going to sync up as he gets, uh, once he gets to the first trial, etc. So man, that might be later today as well. Who knows? We'll, we'll play it by ear and go from there. So, all right, guys, you have a good one and take care. Take care.